What's up, everybody? It is time for another Master Passive Income Show. My name's Dustin Heiner, and I help people quit their jobs by investing in real estate rental properties so that they don't have to work anymore because they have money coming into their pocket every single month. You know, we call it mailbox money. Money comes into our pockets without us even working. It's super fantastic. Now, for the past couple of episodes, we've been going through the series on how to start investing in real estate because I get that question all the time. How do I get started? What do I do? What are the steps? Well, I am going through this entire process, walking you through it step by step because I want to see you get started. Now, what we're going to be talking about today is continuing on the last two shows where the last two shows we started talking about building a foundation, getting that flooring set so that we can then build the business. Now is the time we're going to start looking at how we can build our business, getting financing going and everything moving in our business so we can then start buying properties. All right, guys, let's get in the show where we continue looking at how to start investing in real estate rental properties. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. All right, guys. Now, before we get started, I wanted to share with you something that I received. I received an email from one of my students, and I'm super excited for him. And this is exactly the same things that I want to see for you. I want to see you change your life with real estate rental properties. Now, this email came from Tony. Tony's one of my students, and he wrote, Hi, Dustin. I just closed yesterday on the house I was telling you about. Everything went smooth. I ended going with a loan from the seller. He owns a mortgage company. The loan is for five years at 5% and a $13,400 down payment with a balloon payment of $7,000 due on the last month. I can pay an extra $100 a month to just about pay off the balloon early and still pocket $325 a month. Thanks again for all your help. Hey, Tony, I'm super excited for you. This is so encouraging when my students get properties. Number one, get their first property. Number two, get their second. But then also when they eventually quit their job because they have enough money coming in from their rental properties. Now, this is exactly what I want to see for you. And this is why I have this series that I'm going through, how to start investing in real estate. Now, a big thing, a lot of people come to me and ask, how do I get that first property? Like, I'm scared. There's so many things that are going through my brain. They start talking about analysis paralysis. If you know what that means, that means you are looking at so many properties, so many numbers running through your brain, and you just don't know what step to take next. Basically, everything is so much, there's so much information out there that you can't make the next step or take the next step to buy that first property. You're uncertain, you're fearful, you're concerned. There are so many things that, you know, obviously you don't want to lose your money, you want to make money. And so what I love doing is helping by being 
being an outside observer saying, you know, this is what I've done in the past. And this is how I got past this, as well as if you go down this path, this is where you're going to get to. If you go down this path, this is where you're going to get to. And at the same time saying, hey, here's like a a pit you're going to fall into. If you jump down this road with this one investment, here's a pit and you're going to get inside there. So anyways, I love giving people the understanding of real estate. I love showing them the direction they should go. It's really just um, super encouraging for me because I just love giving back. Now, if you haven't taken advantage of my free course, I want to give you my free course that will help you get started. Just like these last few series have done, it's going to get even more in depth and more in detail and show you how you can start investing and then also answer lots and lots of questions. So go get my free course. It's right there. Easy for you to download. Go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. All one word, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. And also in the description, you know, you click on your phone, go to the description. I'll even put the link in there as well. And quickly, I'll just say the other link you're going to get is the podcast show notes. This is the 63rd podcast show. If you go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 063, this will give you the podcast show notes for today's episode. Okay, now let's jump into this episode today where we're going to talk further and go into more depth on how to build your business. Now, I'm not going to go through a whole recap of the last few two shows. If you want to listen to those, go back and listen to those. I know there's so much information that I give that some people have to listen to a couple times, which is totally understandable. Plus, sorry, but I talk fast. I get excited. You know, it comes like, I mean, it sounds like it probably comes across that I'm really excited and not necessarily just for real estate. I don't get excited just, you know, for real estate, even though I really enjoy it. I love real estate, but I love what real estate affords me to do. Like last year, I traveled for six weeks all through Europe, went through 11 different countries for six weeks with my wife and my four kids. It was amazing. The year before that, we went to Japan for six weeks. My wife, my four kids, and my dad, we all drove through Japan, 1,200 miles round trip all over Japan. It was fantastic. This year, we're going to be going to the East Coast, going from Florida, driving all the way up to Washington, D.C., and to New York, and all that great stuff. So real estate really allows us to live the life that we want. Now, I realize I absolutely do not deserve the life that I have. You know, I wake up in the morning, go to the gym, come home, have breakfast, kiss my wife, and hang out with my kids. We homeschool, or my wife, she does the hard work of homeschooling. I have the easy job of making money. She has the hard job of homeschooling the kids. And so I have such an easy life, but I don't deserve it, but I keep wanting to give back. And this is why I have the podcast. Now, let's jump into today's episode. We're going to be talking about how to build your business in order to make the business run right. You know, it's so easy. In fact, it's the easiest thing to buy one property. Anybody can just go, you know, maybe the house next door to you or a block away or even 3,000 miles away. You can buy a house 3,000 miles away. It's really easy to do. Through technology, it makes it so, so simple. But that's probably not the right way to go. What you want to do is build the business first and then buy properties. Think of your property as a piece of inventory that you're putting into your business. If you don't build the business first, well, then you cannot sell that piece of inventory or rent that piece of inventory. So build the business first. And this is what we're talking about. 
Now, last week, we talked about finding an area of the country to invest in. Now, if you want to listen to that, go back and listen to it. And I even have a video on there as well, how I even walk through on using Zillow, Zillow.com to actually show you how I would find a brand new area of the country to invest. So go ahead and go to the show notes where you're going to see that video and I'm going to walk you, like literally walk you through the step-by-step process, even show you how to analyze it. So go there and watch that video. Now, once you find an area of the country to invest, like I said, usually, um, the, you know, the Midwest is a good area to invest in lower price homes, but rents are still pretty high, but there are properties everywhere. I even have another podcast episode where I talk with an investor who invests in Washington, DC, which is like, that's where all the money goes into. Like all of our tax dollars go there. So it makes everything so expensive, but he still makes money, cash flow, passive income every single month from properties he's investing in Washington, DC. And he has a super awesome way to do it. So there's ways to invest everywhere in the country. Now, what I suggest is you look for your goals. What are your goals and how are your means to achieve those goals? Like how much money do you have saved up? How much money are you able to save in the future? And so when I work with my coaching students, we talk all about that. Like number one, what are your goals? And then number two, these are your options. And that's the biggest thing I love to give all of my students are options. I personally hate being reactive. You know, reactive, something happens to you and you have to react. You maybe have, you have definitely one option, um, good or bad, you have one option, but you might have a second option, but you have very few outside of that because you're reacting. Now, when you're proactive, you have many, many options. That's something that I love to do for my students. I love to give them so many options that they basically can make the decision for themselves what's gonna best fit their goals. And I wanna make sure... They see the options, they see the pitfalls and downfalls for each option, see the outcomes of each options, and then be able to run with that. And I'll also quickly go in and say, I love analyzing deals with my students and saying, hey, you know, this property, you know, it's a mobile home. You probably shouldn't want to go with that because it's a depreciating asset or, hey, this property, it's really funky. Like it's, in fact, I had one student email me a property and said, hey, can you check this property? And I looked at it and it's literally built into, and none of the other houses on the block are built into like this, but this house was built into the ground. Like there was like a little cliff, not a cliff, it was maybe like a little hill. Well, somebody built it like a hobbit shire, like like uh, if you think of Lord of the Rings, like Bilbo Baggins' lair. It was built like that, and I was like, uh, dude, that is so weird. I mean, if it was like a neighborhood full of these, then maybe. You know, if we were living in Australia, maybe, or New Zealand, maybe. But no, you're going to have a hard time renting this out. Anyways, so yeah, that's what I love to do. And now, we're going to be talking out past finding the area of the country to invest, once you found a city in a state, a particular state that you want to invest in, the next step is to then get your financing in order and start building the business. Not finding properties. I know it's so easy to jump into Zillow and get lost in Zillow looking at homes. In fact, you know, I I told you in the past that my wife and I are planning to move to Idaho. Well, she'll spend like 30, 45 minutes, even an hour, just looking through Zillow at properties. Ooh, what about this one? Ooh, what about this one? I know it's really easy to do, but at this point in time, refrain from that. Like, try your best not to go that route. Now, here's one thing I will tell you. You want to make sure that there are properties that you would potentially want to buy in this particular city. Now, remember, we dri- drilled down from you know the country to the state. Now, we're looking at the city, and you will even get down into the neighborhood. But 
you want to make sure in that particular city, you're not finding a one-off property that is an amazing deal, but you're never going to find another one like that again. My suggestion is find a city that has very similar homes so that you can continually buy more inventory and put that into that business. Because the hardest part is building the business so that it runs itself. So you're not uh, actually doing the work yourself. That's the last thing you want to do. You want to be playing with your kids or, you know, traveling the world or helping people or, you know, serving people or whatever it might be. You would rather be doing that than doing the work. So you want to build a business first and then all of the inventory that you could put into the business, you want to make sure that's there. Now, now the next step, because you have the state, you need to start looking at your financing, how you're going to get financing, you know, a mortgage, how are you going to get a mortgage to buy this property? Now, if you have cash to buy a property, that is absolutely fantastic. In fact, one suggestion I have for all my students, because they ask me, well, I have a, a lot of money for a down payment. That's like, you know, I won't say the specific number, but let's say they have a lot of money for a down payment or multiple down payments. Should I do that? Or should I buy one property with all cash? Well, here's a pro tip I'm going to give you. As you're building your business, you're going to start with, because more, if you're like me, you don't start with a lot of money. You're going to start with getting a mortgage. And then you're going to get another property with another mortgage. And then you're going to get another property with another mortgage. Eventually, your business is going to be big enough to where you can then buy properties with cash and then refinance the money, pull it out, and then buy another property and recycle that money over and over again. I've done that so many times. It's absolutely fantastic. I love, love doing that process. Now, you eventually get to there. If you can start with buying with properties with cash, start there, like do that. And you definitely want to do that because then you could refinance the money, pull the money back out, put it into another property and keep doing that. So that's my pro tip to give you. If you can start with buying cash, definitely do that. But if you're like me, most of us, we can't, we have to get a mortgage. Now, in each particular state, you're going to have a mortgage broker. Now, let's say you're investing in Indianapolis, in Indiana. Let's say you're going to start investing there. That's a, a one in particular state. Now, a mortgage broker in New Jersey is not going to be able to lend unless they're qualified or certified. I can't remember exactly the wording, but like the state has to approve them to be able to sell loans um, or resell or however they say it, but basically broker loans for you. So you need to find a mortgage broker or in my opinion, two or three mortgage brokers in that particular state who can lend in that state. Because if you find a mortgage broker in Florida, but you're buying it in Indiana, they're, they're not going to be able to help you. Now, they'll be able to give you a reference and say, and this is a pro tip I'm going to give you, whoever you are currently working with that you actually enjoy, like, hey, this is a good person, more than likely they have other contacts and they have other networking type people that they network with and they would be referred from their state over to them and vice versa. Ask your current mortgage broker if you already have one. Hey, do you know anybody in this particular state? I'm going to be investing there. I want to buy there. Or do you have the ability to lend over there as well? They might very well have the ability to do that. But you need to make sure that the mortgage broker or the two or three mortgage brokers that they have the ability to lend in that particular state. Now, let's stick with Indiana. Let's say you want to start investing in Indiana and you find two or three mortgage brokers. My suggestion is go with three. And it's really simple. Somebody might say, well, how do I find a mortgage broker? I love technology and the internet. It makes investing so easy. Just type, go to Google. I mean, do people still use Yahoo anymore? I mean, is Yahoo still around? I, I was watching a movie last night with my kids and it was called National Treasure. If you remember that movie National Treasure with Nicholas Cage, well, they do a Yahoo search for something. I think it was like, you know, the Pass and Stowe Bell, you know, Liberty Bell and all that sort of stuff. And they went to Yahoo and did a search. But I'm like, man, this is 2019. I think it was made back in like 2000 and. 
I don't know, two or something like that. Do people still use Yahoo? Anyways, I kind of digress. But go to a search engine and I'll give you a pro tip. This is my own personal pro tip. I like going to search engines that don't track what I do just because like I've said many times in the past, I'm a very, you know, rogue type of person. I'm an American. So that makes me like, if you tell me like you have to do this, I'm going to try to figure out a way not to do it. That's just how my personality is. So I don't want to be tracked. I don't want Google to know what I'm doing. I don't want Bing or Yahoo or anything, or even the government possibly knowing what I'm doing. So what I like to do, I go to DuckDuckGo com just like it sounds like you know duck duck goose but duck duck go.com it's a search engine that they tout or they say and they love the fact that they do not track you doing anything they don't track anything that you do to try to sell it to google or sell it to anywhere else and so i love not being tracked so i use and this is a pro tip use duckduckgo.com to do your searches and type in mortgage broker in the particular state that you are wanting to invest. So mortgage broker, Indiana or Indianapolis, because they might be in a specific city, but it doesn't matter because it's the entire state. Now, as you're going to be talking and interviewing these mortgage brokers, you're going to be asking things like, and here's, here's a list. You're going to be asking for the type of fees that they're going to charge what type of points they're going to charge, what type of interest rate they're going to be charging. And they're, all these questions, well, we have to run your credit first. And here's a huge pro tip I'm going to give you. Every mortgage broker is going to say to you, well, I need to run your credit score in order to tell you what rate you're going to get and what terms and all that sort of stuff. Here's a big pro tip, big, big pro tip. Anytime you run a credit check on yourself, if anybody, a credit card, a mortgage or whatever, that gives you a ding on your credit. Now they're going to say, oh, it doesn't do it. It's a soft hit and blah, blah, blah. They're going to say all that crap. Well, just tell them, well, you know what? When I'm ready, I will give you my social security. I know my my current credit score and it is 720 or 640 or 520 or whatever it might be, whatever your credit score is. Now you should know, and I don't lie because you know, when you actually do run your credit, they're going to definitely check and it's going to come back. So give it whatever it is as close as possible. And the last time I did it, I, well, it was quite a while ago, but it was like, I was had like a 720 or 718 credit score. And I said, well, run it as if it's 715 you know, 715 points on my credit score. Just give me a rough numbers for that. And I'm not going to hold you to that because I know it's contingent on me giving you the, and having you run a credit score. So a big pro tip, don't give them your social security number until you're actually ready to get the mortgage and actually get the appraisal on the property. And you're going to move forward. Like don't do that until don't give them your, your social security number and have them run a credit until you're actually ready to move forward. So that's a huge pro tip I'll give you because every time you run it, it's going to ding it. It's going to get lower and lower and you want that to be as high as possible. Now, when you are working with a mortgage broker, you want to have a few things already ready because they're going to be asking for these things when you are ready to move forward. You want to have two most recent paycheck stubs because basically they want to make sure that you have the ability to pay back your loan because even though it's going for an investment, view it like that. They don't see you buying a property as an investment. You might tell them, but they don't care. They want to make sure that you can pay it on your own. So the debt to income ratio, they're going to work that out. Like how much debt do you have versus, and how much you have to pay out versus how much income do you make in? So 
your two most recent paycheck stubs, make sure you have that. You're also going to need to give them your last year's tax returns. You know, they're going to say, well, if you lied on your tax returns, you're lying to the government. What are you lying to us about? So you want to make sure your tax returns are legit. Obviously, do not lie. Uh, As investors, we do not go over the laws and the IRS and the codes and all that sort of stuff. We use the codes, the IRS rules to offset our taxes to pay less in taxes, but we don't break the law. So make sure that when you're doing your tax returns, you're having everything accounted for, you're doing everything right. Next thing you're gonna want to have is two months of your bank statements. Now that could be every bank statements. Now I have many bank accounts, like all over the place, many different companies, many different banks, like and in many different accounts. And so what you wanna do is make sure you have where the money is coming from, where the down payment's coming from, you're gonna wanna have the two months of bank statements providing adequate funds to pay for the down payment and to show that you have money and you have money basically ready to pay off anything that they they might need you to. So any money that you have, you wanna make sure all those bank statements are supplied ready for them when they need it. Now, any stocks, mutual funds, investments, or anything that reports earnings for you or income for you, you want to have that as well. You wanna have that ready because you basically wanna show your financial ability to pay off the loan. And then also you wanna show them that you're financially smart, you know, that you have investments. If you do, I'm not saying that you have to have these, but you wanna be able to show them everything that you've been doing with your money so you can show them that you are a worthy person to borrow money from them so that they can make money off of you. So get your financing in order. Now, the next thing you're gonna do is you're gonna be talking to the mortgage broker and you're gonna be getting the rates, the fees, how many points you're gonna have to get um, to give up. And a point is basically a percentage. So if they say it's two points, that's 2% of the entire loan amount is a payment towards it. So that you can talk to your mortgage broker, they'll fill, fill you in on that. But you're gonna figure out the points and also your interest rates. Now, what you're gonna do after that is once you are ready, once you know how much money you're gonna be able to uh, borrow, and let's say you have the ability to borrow $150,000 for an investment property. Well, you want to then get a pre-qualification letter. That's the next thing. From this company, now you're gonna have to, if to have a letter of intent, more than likely they're gonna have to run your credit because they're actually intending to lend you money, but you're gonna use that letter of intent after they run your credit, after you know that you're ready to go with them, this from this bank, let's say Bank Alpha. Bank Alpha says, hey, for Joe Smith, I'm going to approve or pre-approve for the loan of $150,000. So you, as the seller, it's okay for you to enter into a contract with this buyer because we have approved them for this amount of money. And that is basically what a pre-qualification letter does for you. It shows that you're pre-qualified for a loan. So anytime you put an offer in on a property, you have the available funds or a letter saying that you have the available funds to buy the property. So when I sell homes and somebody comes to me with an offer, but they don't prove that they have the ability to buy it, I usually don't accept that. Or I ask them, I need proof of funds or I need a a qualification letter that a bank has for you because I want to make sure that if I go through a 30-day or longer 45-day escrow period, I want to make sure that the bank actually has the money ready to lend this person so that they can then buy the house. I don't want to 
go through a process, an escrow process for 30 or 45 days and have it fall through because the buyer cannot actually buy the property. So that's what you want to make sure you have is a pre-qualification letter. Make sure you have that. Now, next up, once you have your financing ready, once you have your pre-qualification letter, they're ready to move forward whenever you find a property. The next step in the city that you're going to be investing, you need to find a property manager. And this is what you're doing now, is you're building the business that's going to be on the ground working for you in that particular city. Now, I've given many, many other podcast shows where I talk extensively on property managers, so go back and find those. So we're not going to go heavily into finding property managers. But what I'm going to suggest to you is you want to interview and as many as you can, like as many property managers as you can inside this area. Like, don't think of this as homework that you try to skip over. Like, don't think of, man, Dustin's telling me to get six property managers and interview all of them. I'm just going to go two or three. Like, don't do that. If I can give you any pro tip, don't skimp on time when it comes to a property manager. So spend as much time finding the right property manager as needed, as necessary. The last thing you want is a bad property manager that's going to be uh, bad for your business, stealing from you, bad communication, you can't trust and all that. You don't want somebody like that, especially if you're thousands of miles away from the property. So you want to make sure that you interview more property managers than, than less. Like don't go with two. Try to get five or six property managers that you can actually interview. I'm going to give you another pro tip. Man, I guess this whole episode's got a ton of pro tips inside of it. But another pro tip I have for you is you want to hire slow, but fire fast. So remember that. Hire slow and fire fast. When you know somebody is stealing from you or it's time for them to move on or you just can't work with them anymore, fire them fast. Don't prolong it. Don't delay. Get it done. I've learned the hard way. You want to fire fast. But the big thing is hire slow. You want to make sure that this property manager is going to be somebody that is going to be sticking around with you for 5, 10, 15 years. I hate changing over property managers. And so I want my property manager to be managing my property year after year after year so I don't have to worry about it. So find a good property manager that knows the area that's going to be a good part of your business. Next, I want you to find, as you're building your business, find three realtors. Find three, maybe four realtors. Now, here's the easy thing to do is find a realtor. That's so easy. Anybody is a realtor. Actually, they let anybody become a realtor. It's They just have to take a little test and they become a realtor. Now, the hard part is finding investor realtors. Realtors that work with investors like us that they want cash flow, like other investors that want to make passive income, they know what a property looks like. They're not concerned about the curtains and, you know, the paint color that's already there. Like, hey, these curtains are pretty, you know, wouldn't be nice to be cooking in this kit. No, I don't care. I'm not going to be cooking in the kitchen. (laughs) I have tenants that are going to be living in the tenant or in the property. So why would I care about me cooking in the kitchen? I've had realtors really treat me like I'm a homeowner and I have to pause and tell them I'm not a homeowner. I want an investment property. I don't mind putting money into it so I can get equity capture on it. So I capture the equity, then I uh, raise the equity up by doing forced appreciation by fixing up the property. I don't mind doing that. And so, and also I'm not going to be living there. So I want you to find a property for me that is going to make me money every single month. And so a pro tip I'm going to give you, and there's other many other ways. And in my ultimate real estate investing system, I talk you through how to actually find good realtors. But one thing you can do is when you call realtors, you call up any realtor, ask them the question, basically, 
Do you know how to find investment properties that invest in cash flow? I'm a cash flow investor. Can you find me properties that do actually provide cash flow? So ask that question. Depending on their response, they may be like, um, uh, um, or they may be great and say, yes, absolutely. You want passive income every single month? Well, you want to make sure that your rents are higher than your expenses? Absolutely. I can find properties for you like that. So be calling and interviewing realtors. Now, realtors are a dime a dozen. In fact, I sometimes don't even use realtors. The next step that I want you to do in building your business is to find three wholesalers. Find three wholesalers that are going to find properties for you. Wholesalers are basically realtors without the license. That's really, and the brokerage. That's really all it comes down to. They are, in my opinion, even one step better. They, number one, find the sellers. They don't just wait for somebody to call them on the phone. Hey, I'm going to sell my house for top dollar. Can you come you know, list it on the MLS? Wholesalers, like realtors, find sellers of properties, but they also find buyers and they try to match the two together. Now, what's great about wholesalers is they work with people who not necessarily are ready to sell at the moment, because usually what happens when they somebody's ready to sell a property, they call up a realtor and say, hey, realtor, I want to sell my property for top dollar. Well, that's not what wholesalers rely on. They rely on finding off-market properties, basically properties that people are, you know what, I probably should sell. Well, they talk to them and say, yes, you absolutely should. And this is how much you can get for it. And anyways, wholesalers are fantastic. I've bought many properties off of wholesalers. And I'll give you a huge, huge pro tip. Now, I usually reserve this only for my ultimate real estate investing system, but how to find wholesalers, I'm going to give this to you. This is a tip inside my ultimate real estate investing system, but I'm going to give it to you. If you want to find wholesalers, there is an easy, easy way to find wholesalers. If you live anywhere near and you're driving through the area and you see signs that are, they're called bandit signs. It says, I buy houses cash. I buy houses fast, like any shape, ugly properties we buy or whatever it might be. When you see those signs that give a phone number that says we will buy houses or I will buy houses, any shape, any size for cash, those are wholesalers. That's what wholesalers, that's their calling card. Basically, call, write down that number, call them up and say, I'm an investor. I'm a buyer. Could you put me or would you please put me on the buyers list? And the wholesaler will say, absolutely, yes. They love finding buyers because that's what helps them to turn their inventory and make money. If they don't have buyers, they're not going to make money. So find three wholesalers. Now, I'm going to give you a couple more ways to find properties either through a realtor, a wholesaler. Next step would be find investment property deals through websites. Now, here's one I'm going to give you, and I'll put this in the description. Go to Roofstock. Roofstock is a marketplace where people list their properties, investment properties, and Roofstock does due diligence. They basically, due diligence is making sure that everything lines up. You know, they, they make sure how much it can rent for. They find property managers. They find all the expenses. They run ins inspections. Like They basically do everything for you. Now, I will say, if if you use Roofstock, what you want to do is obviously do all your own due diligence after you verify what they have um, you know, put in the system. You look at everything, then run your own numbers, do your own inspections. This is just giving you a huge leg up, a great way to find properties. So literally every single person listening to the podcast, I want you to go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash Roofstock. It is a free service for you, and it's a phenomenal service. I have so many investing students that actually use Roofstock because it is a fantastic service. Now, obviously, do your due diligence. You know, do you run your own numbers and do your own inspections? But this is a huge, huge advantage that we've never had as investors. So go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash roof, R-O-O-F, 
S-T-O-C-K, Roofstock, all one word. Now, that's one website that is a free, fantastic service. I even would prefer that over Zillow because it is fantastic. Your next option is going to Zillow.com, Z-I-L-L-O-W.com. If you go to Zillow.com, you will be able to find properties on there that are on the MLS that even people have listed as for sale by owners and things like that. So go to Zillow.com. You'll be able to type in your search criteria. And in fact, if you go to the show notes of this show today, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash zero six three. And again, I'll put these in the description. Sorry for throwing all these URLs at you. But I'll have a video. I do have a video in there where you will be able to watch how to find properties on Zillow. It's fantastic. Your next way is the MLS, the multiple listing service. The multiple listing service basically is anytime anybody goes to a realtor and says, I want to sell my house. Well, that realtor then puts it on the MLS and that MLS is available for everybody to see. Every other realtor sees those properties. So you can go to the MLS. If you have one realtor, they'll put you in the MLS to find properties. Another huge pro tip I'm going to give you is craigslist.org. Craigslist.org. It's basically a classified ad for everything, anything and everything. And you can find properties on craigslist.com to buy. So that's a huge option for you. So go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash roofstock for roofstock. Go to zillow.com, craigslist.org and use your realtor to get on the MLS. Now this is wrapping up this show because we had to talk about so much about financing, getting that ready and finding properties. Now Next week, we're talking about making offers on properties, working with title companies, all that great stuff. After you find a property, how do we get that into your business so you can start making money? All right, guys, so get out there. I want you to get that free course, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Get in there so you can start learning right now. And as always, guys, thank you so much for being here with me. I really, really appreciate you. If you like this episode. If you got anything out of it at all, would you please share it with one person? It would really help me out. I love meeting more people and helping more people invest in real estate. All right, guys, let's get out there. Start investing. Start implementing the things I've already been talking in the last three shows so that you can start investing. We'll see you.